0: You've clicked on Hurry Up and Meditate, the self-care podcast for busy people. This is a ready-made, all-inclusive experience for those of us who know the importance of self-care and meditation and appreciate some help fitting it into our busy schedules. Episodes are themed and include a meditation lesson and practice, plus inspiring quotes, affirmations, self-reflection assignments, and life advice for your workday. All of this in less than 30 minutes you are in the right place at the right time. Welcome. Thanks for clicking on this episode of Hurry Up and Meditate. Today, I'm hitting pause on a new episode and answering some meditation questions from you. Let's dive in. Our first question is, what is the best meditation technique to use when you are first starting out? I have a couple that I recommend to people when they ask me this, and it all depends on your personality. So a nice combination of box breathing combined with white noise, it's something that is you can actively do and it's breath control and the white noise actually helps to silence a busy mind. Gap meditation is another one that I highly recommend, um, for, especially for new people, because it's a lot of word imagery. It's also, to me, it's a way to let people taste the feeling of meditation for the first time. When you slip into the gap between the words, that for some people is the first time that they... Know what a meditative state feels like. It's very exciting. Um, and you can catch my gap meditation in podcast episode number two of Hurry Up and Meditate. Either way, to start meditating, find a quiet and comfortable space where you won't be dis- disturbed. Sit in a comfortable position with your back straight and your eyes closed. Focus on your breath. Use a bubble method whenever you encounter distracting thoughts. Start with short sessions and gradually increase the time as you become more comfortable. Good question. The next is a really popular question. How many times per day should I meditate? I always say start with one and grow from there. It's about building a habit into your routine. If you could meditate once in the morning and once in the afternoon, you would be feeling a lot of benefits from that which rolls into my next question. How long does it take to see the benefits of meditation? The benefits can be felt immediately. Like you can feel great as soon as you're done, but it may take several weeks or months of regular practice to see significant sustainable changes in your mental and emotional well-being. The next question comes from a kindergarten teacher. How do I get little kids to meditate I would love to do a whole series on kid meditation. Maybe that's a seed that I can plant for the future. But right now I'll answer this as you know, meditation is a really great skill for kids to learn and to develop focus, to reduce stress in their own bodies and improve their overall well-being. Here are some tips on teaching kids to meditate. Number 1. Start small. So kids have a short attention span, so Start with a short meditation session, begin with just a few minutes, and then gradually increase the duration as the kids become more comfortable with sitting still and being quiet. Second, create a calm environment. Choose a quiet and peaceful spot for the kids to meditate. Make sure that the area is free from distractions and clutter. Another thing I would recommend is to use guided meditations. Guided meditations can be a helpful tool to help children focus and stay engaged. And there are many guided meditation apps and videos that are specifically designed for children. Encourage deep breathing. Deep breathing is a key aspect of meditation. Encourage your child to take slow, deep breaths in and out during a meditation session. I like to use the orange balloon technique. What that means is when they inhale with their eyes closed, having them imagine drawing breath in through their mouth and nose. And with that air, push your belly outwards like you are inflating an orange balloon in your belly. And then when you exhale, draw your belly inward deflate the balloon. It's fun, it puts focus on breathing, and before you know it, they're doing the imagery on their own. Pull in their imagination, and you can build a lasting meditation skill. My next tip is, again, to make it fun. Another imagery meditation game for kids to play is to have your child close their eyes and visualize a peaceful place. So, for it could be at the beach, or it could be um, at in nature. But wherever their peaceful places, and then give them the affirmation: "Peace begins with me." And they can be saying that while they're inhaling and exhaling. Inhale, peace begins. Exhale with me, and. Any thoughts that come up, you can coach them to imagine putting those thoughts into a bubble and then blowing away their worries or thoughts like bubbles. It's gentle, it's peaceful, it's active way to handle um, thoughts and emotions that come up when you're meditating. So, and that's a, a really fun imagery for kids. Next is the tip to be patient It's going to take time for a child or an adult to get comfortable with meditation. So be patient and encourage them to stick with it. Don't force it. Make it a positive and enjoyable experience. My last tip is to be a role model because kids learn best by example. Show your children that you value meditation and make it a regular part of your own routine, and they will feel comfortable doing that too. So just remember that meditation is a tool for relaxation and stress relief, and it should never be forced or used as a punishment. When, With patience and consistency, you can help your child develop a lifelong practice of mindfulness and meditation. Next question, what are the different types of meditation? There are so many different styles of meditation, including, you know, mindfulness meditation, guided meditation, mantra loving-kindness meditation, sound meditation. There are uh, moving meditations like yoga or walking in nature, kundalini, transcendental meditation. And then there are so many different tools that you can use like various breathing techniques, mala beads, rosary beads, noise-canceling headphones, uh, using binaural beads white noise, using uh, sound waves like alpha, beta, theta, delta waves. If you start mixing and matching all these different styles and tools, the possibilities are endless. Next question, will meditation give me psychic visions? Interesting question. So when my yoga certification instructor, Michelle Young, was asked this question by one of her students, she dove into a really fascinating explanation about the pineal gland in your, that's located in the center and then toward the back of your brain. There's a type of meditation called Brahmari meditation. It's also called bee breathing. And it vibrates the pineal gland in the center of the brain. When monks and meditators use chanting techniques... That is vibrating the pineal gland. So, when, so we've been doing this as a species for you know, many, many, many years. If chanting is not your thing, you can do the bee breathing, om mantra meditations, and even meditating while wearing a vibrating neck pillow can all have this effect. They're all soothing techniques. And according to my teacher, vibrating the pineal gland can increase your chances of encountering a psychic energy. Next question, can anyone meditate? Yes, anyone can meditate. You don't need any special skills or equipment to meditate, and you can do it anywhere at any time. Oh, and then even more specifically, can people with autism meditate? Yes, people with autism can meditate. In fact, many people with autism find meditation to be a helpful tool at reducing stress, anxiety, sensory overload. But I just want to say a few things about that. It's important to keep in mind that everyone on the autism spectrum is unique. And what works for one person might not work for another some individuals with autism might find it challenging to sit still and focus their attention, which can make meditation a little more difficult sometimes. It may be helpful to explore different types of meditation and find a style that works best for that individual. So, for example, guided meditations that involve visualization or movement might be more engaging for some individuals with autism. It's also important to approach meditation with an open, non-judgmental attitude. There may be moments of distraction or difficulty during meditation, but with practice and patience, individuals with autism can develop their ability to meditate and experience all of the benefits. Okay, friends, I wish all of you the best of luck. Keep sending in your questions. I love answering these And I think that everyone hearing this as a collective can use it to enhance their knowledge of meditation and their own personal meditation practices. Thanks for joining me on this Q&A, and I will see you next week. Thank you for taking the time to hurry up and meditate. You are now clear, focused, and peaceful. The perfect combination to your next step forward. If you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Check out Hurry Up and Meditate on our social media platforms. Hurry Up and Meditate is produced by Lightworks Media, LLC. All rights reserved.